wrapping up the label series, and I want to talk to you from this thought. You're not what happened to you. You're not what happened to you. There were two men on lunch break at work, and one man opens up his lunch, and he pulls out his sandwich, and he says, I can't believe it. Another bologna sandwich. Tired of bologna sandwiches. And this brother wasn't from Ewoka because we Ewoka. Come on, you fry up some bologna. It is good. Let me move on. That's my country boy in me. Let me get back to the story. And he, he's complaining. He says, bologna again. He says, this is the fourth day in a row I'm eating a bologna sandwich. I'm sick of eating bologna. His co-worker looks at him and says, man, why don't you just say something to your wife? He goes, well, that won't do any good. I make my own sandwiches. <laughs> the truth is that some of the baloney in our lives is because we put it there. How many know that we can make bad choices and we have to suffer the bad consequences we can make our own baloney, but, but sometimes we find ourselves suffering. We find ourselves struggling. And as far as we know, we didn't make the baloney sandwich. How many know that it's true that we don't always make all the baloney sandwiches in life that we have to eat? Sometimes bad things happen and you didn't make the baloney sandwich. Like abuse, and I've shared with you my story of abuse, like a person who's raped that didn't make their own bologna sandwich, like the person who experiences the death of a loved one and their heart is grieving. And yesterday, my family received a phone call from Tiffany's mom that her grandfather that she's very close to passed away. Didn't make the bologna sandwich. Perhaps it's taking care of your aging parents and your heart is grieved and you're hurting as you watch them struggle and deal with pain or ailments as they age and you didn't make the bologna sandwich. Perhaps it's financial collapse. And as far as you know, you didn't make the bologna sandwich. Perhaps you were fired from a job unfairly and you look and you go, I didn't make the bologna sandwich. Perhaps a boyfriend or girlfriend dumped you and hurt you and you didn't make the bologna sandwich. Perhaps it was a divorce. You dealt with crazy parents growing up and you didn't make the bologna sandwich sandwich. There, there are times in life that bad things happen, horrible things happen, and you didn't make the bologna sandwich. And there was a man in the Bible who didn't make his own bologna sandwich, but he experienced horrible things in his life. He had one of the most tragic experiences in life that anybody that's ever walked on planet Earth has ever encountered. And if you know the story, if you know the Bible, you probably know who I'm talking about. Those of you that know the scriptures, his name is Job. For those of you who don't know the scriptures, his name is Job. Hang with me anyways. 
And this story in the Bible, Job is like the oldest book in the Bible. This guy lived about 4,000 years ago. Jesus about 2,000 years ago. Job is about, he lived about 4,000 years ago. And Job experienced horrific things. And the Bible says this. Let me just lay the foundation. Job chapter 1 and verse 1. This is an important scripture for where we're headed today. It says, in the land of Uz, there, was, there lived a man whose name was Job. This man was blameless and upright. He feared God and shunned evil. I want you to catch this. This man was blameless. He was upright. In other words, the Bible is communicating to us. He didn't make his own bologna sandwich. He lived for God. He, he honored God. He, he shunned evil. He feared God. He was blameless and upright. Yet, Job suffered great loss in his life. The Bible says in Job's chapter 1 and verse 14 through 17 that Job lost his financial stability. Financial collapse hit his life and scripture says he lost his ox and his camels and his donkeys and his sheep and all of his servants. I mean, in an instant, his finances were all gone. The Bible then says that Job lost his children and you can read about that in Job chapter 1 verse 18 and 19 and the Bible says both his sons and his daughters all died. Perhaps he had some grandkids and they were all gone. I mean, all of Job's offspring in a moment wiped out. Then the Bible says that Job lost his good health. You can read about that in Job chapter 2, verse 1 through 8. And the Bible says that Job, from the top of his head to the soles of his feet, he was covered with boils. He was covered with sores, aching and hurting. He would even take pottery and scrape it himself. He was in such misery. He was in such pain. He lost his financial stability. He lost his kids, his grandkids. He, he lost his good health all in the same day. And Job declared in Job chapter 3 and verse 25, he says, what I feared has come upon me. What I dreaded has happened to me. What I dreaded. He says, I, I, I dread, I used to think about, man, I sure don't want to lose all, all my finances. Man, I sure wouldn't want to lose my kids, my grandkids. Man, I sure don't want to lose my, my health. I sure wouldn't want to lose it all in the same day. And he says, what I dreaded, notice the word, has happened to me. You're not what happened to you. Friends, when bad things happen to us, if we're not careful, we can start to believe that we are what happened to us. And we can begin to label ourselves. We can start wearing around the label because bad things have happened to us. We can start wearing around the label, I'm a loser. I'm a failure. I'm a nobody. I must be a bad person because bad things have happened to me. I must be a horrible person because horrible things have happened to me. And we can start wearing around the label, I'm horrible, I'm rotten, I'm a bad person. And what I want to talk to you about today, because bad things do happen sometimes because we made our own bologna sandwich and sometimes because we didn't make our own bologna sandwich and yet bad things happen. And I want to talk to you about four ways the enemy attacks you and I when we go through bad times. 
and help you counter the attacks and honor God. First of all, I want us to look at the critics. Number one is don't let the critics get to you. Don't let critics get to you. When bad things happen to you, your critics will come out of hiding and they will begin to place labels on you. They'll begin to place labels on your life. And the Bible says when Job was going through the most difficult time in his life, his friends showed up. How many of you know that you'll find out who your real friends are when you go through some problems? How many know what I'm talking about? And his friends showed up and his friends came and they came with critical words instead of comforting words. They came criticizing versus offering comfort. And the Bible says in Job chapter 8 and verse 4, and I'm going to share with you a few scriptures here. The, 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 The majority of the book of Job is Job's friends talking and criticizing him. That's the majority of the book. So don't have time today to cover 40 chapters or 38 chapters today. But I want to just highlight how his friends showed up, three friends, and how they came and they were critical of Job. Job 8 and verse 4 says, when your children, his, one of the friends says, when your children sinned against him, against God, he gave them over to the penalty of their sins, of their sin. Can, can you imagine this? His friend shows up and his friend says, you know what? You know why your kids are dead? Because they were sinning. Here you are in pain and you're grieving and you're hurting and you've lost everything. And the people you thought were your friends show up and say, let me tell you why. Because your kids weren't any good. Because your kids were sorry. Because your kids were in sin. And his friends were critical of Job and his family. In Job chapter 22 and verse 5, the Bible says, notice their criticism. It says, his friend said, is not your wickedness great? Are you, are not you sins, are are not your sins endless? And his friends begin to label Job. Job, here's your problem is you're wicked. Job, the reason you're going through all this and the reason you you got bulls all over your body and you lost all your money, let me tell you why, Job, because you're wicked. Your sins are endless. You're just sinning. Labels. Criticism. And then the Bible says in Job 22, verse 23, notice what they say to Job. If you return to the Almighty, because obviously, Job, you haven't been living for God. Obviously, look at your life, Job. Obviously, Job, things are not right between you and God. And they say, if you return to the Almighty, you will be restored. If you remove wickedness far from your tent. Job, listen, your problem is this. you got to stop being wicked. And they started to label Job and attach labels to Job because of the bad things that were happening in his life. And here's what Job says. Job lets us into some insight of the, on the criticism that he was facing in his life. And Job 30 and verse 9 says, And now those young men mock me in song. He says, I have become a byword among them. They're, they're mocking me. They're making fun of me. He said, even the young men are singing songs about me. 
Verse 10, he says, they detest me and keep their distance. They do not hesitate to spit in my face. Friends, Job faced harsh criticism. People spitting in his face because of the tragedy that has struck his life. And in spite of all the criticism, what I want you to understand about Job is he didn't allow the critics to get to him. And it's so important, people's church, because here's what I know. When you go through bad times, when you go through troubling times, your critics will show up and they will begin to label you. They will begin to say things about you. And listen, do not let your critics get to you. I taught you week number one. If you weren't here, I taught the church this, that the only thing, the only person that has the right to label something is the creator of something or the the owner of something. And the Bible says that God created us. The Bible says that when we gave our life to Jesus Christ, we were bought with a price and we belong to God. And God is the only person that has the right to label you. When things are going good, God's the only person that has the right to label you. And hear your pastor, when things are going bad, God's the only one who has the right to label you. Do not let your critics, don't let the enemy use your critics to get to you and let you start going through life with the wrong labels because of criticism. Don't let critics get to you. Number two is this. I want you to see in a second way the enemy will try to attack you, and that is this. Don't let sin get around you. Don't let criticism get to you, and don't let sin get around you. When bad things happen in people's lives, here's what happens. It drives people in one of two directions. When bad things happen in our lives, it either drives people to the Savior or to the sin. Now, that's what happens. It's polarizing. When, when bad things happen, it either drives people to the Savior or to the sin. And I want to encourage you because, listen, it's not if bad things will happen. It is when bad things happen. And when bad things happen in life, let it drive you to your Savior. And Job teaches us to examine our life. He teaches us to examine our relationship with God when we go through bad times. Let me highlight this for you in the book of Job. Remember the picture here. The context is he's suffering. He's lost his kids, his finances, his health. And it drives Job to his Savior. And the Bible says in Job 6 6 and verse 24, Job says, teach me and I will be quiet. Show me. He says, God, show me where I have been wrong. And Job begins to examine his life. God, if there's anything there. God, I'm I'm, I'm coming to you. I'm not running away from you. I'm running to you. My life is, is horrible right now, but I'm running to you, God. Examine me. Show me if there's anything wrong. Job chapter number 31 and verse number four, he says, does he, does God not see my ways and count my every step? If I have walked with falsehood or my foot has hurried after deceit, He said, let God, he says, listen, I'm going towards God. You see, because it's polarizing. When bad things happen to people, they either run to the Savior or to the sin. And Job says, let God, I'm coming to God. Let God weigh me in honest scales, and he will know that I am blameless. And he examines his life. And then the scripture teaches us that Job, he teaches us to keep our integrity with God. When we go through bad times. And I want you to notice this about Job. How he keeps his integrity. 
during bad times. In Job 23 and verse 10, it says, but he knows, God knows the way that I take. When he has tested me, I will come forth as gold. Job says, I'm going through a horrific time in my life right now. But when God is done testing me, when I come out of this, here's what I know. I'm going to come forth as gold. I'm going to honor God in the middle of the pain that I'm in. And I want you to see what Job's wife says to him in Job chapter 2 and verse number 9. His wife said to him, are you still maintaining, notice the key word, your integrity? You're still Maintaining your integrity. Curse God and die, boy. And when you go through bad times, here's what I know. When you go through bad times, there will be people that show up in your life that will encourage you to give up on your faith. I mean, look, look, look at your life. Look at what's going on. You still serving God? I mean, you ought to just stop serving God. You ought to stop trusting God. I mean, look at you, Job. Just curse God. And die. Just give up on God. How much worse can it get, Job? And I can't blame his wife. She's hurting. She's just lost everything. She's just lost her babies. Her husband's sick. And yet, she doesn't run to the Savior. And she encourages Job, give up on God. And Job says this in Job 27 in verse 5. He says, I will never admit you are in the right. He's telling his three friends, I'll never admit that you are right. He said, till I die, I will not deny my integrity. And during the worst time in Job's life, he said, I will not deny my integrity. I will not allow this tragedy to push me to the sin. I'm going to allow the tragedy to push me to the Savior. And people's church, when bad times happen, hold on to your integrity. When bad times happen, let it drive you to your Savior. Don't allow the negative labels to attach on to you that, hey, you, you, you're just horrible you're no good just go live a life of sin no keep the faith keep serving God stay in church stay keep reading the word keep praying keep serving keep honoring God let your life be like Job and may you say when trouble hits your door I will not deny my integrity I know the enemy will come like a flood and he wants to push me to the sin but I'm going to allow trouble when bad things happen to push me to the Savior. There's a third thing that I want you to see here, a third thing, and that is this. Don't let bitterness get in you. Get in you. Don't let critics get to you. Don't let sin get around you. Don't let bitterness get in you. And one of the biggest, biggest mistakes people make when they go through bad times is they allow bitterness to get in them. Some people even become bitter towards God. And friends, you can't allow bitterness towards God to get in your spirit, to get in your soul. And Job, Job never blamed God for his tragedy. He did question God. He questioned, God, what are you doing? He questioned, God, why am I going through this? Matter of fact, in 19 different chapters in Job, Job questioned God 114 times. He questioned, what are you doing? Why am I going through this? And then you know what God begins to do to Job? 
God flips the script and God begins to question Job and wants Job to answer his questions. And how many know when the creator of the universe, the all-knowing one, begins to question you, you're in trouble. (laughs) And God begins to question Job. And I want you to see Job's response when God was done asking him questions. In Job chapter 42, the last, the last chapter in the book of Job, first, verse 5 says, My ears, Job says, my ears had heard of you, but now my eyes have seen you. He says, therefore I despise myself and, notice the word, and repent in dust and ashes. And when God got done questioning Job, Job repented. I love this. Listen, Job didn't allow bitterness towards God to get in here in his heart. He said, I I repent. I'm not going to get bitter during these bad times. I'm not going to get bitter towards you, God. And listen to me, friends. What, What the enemy will try to do when you're going through bad times is he will try to drive a wedge in between you and your heavenly Father. The enemy, what he'll try to do to you is he will not only want you to attach labels to your soul and let critics attach labels to your soul. What the enemy wants to do to you is cause you to start attaching labels to God. So not only will you deal with labels in your own soul, but you'll start labeling God like, God, you don't really love me. I mean, God, you don't really care about what I'm going to do. Look at this mess. Look at my body. Look at my family. Look at my finance. God, you don't care. God, I mean, do you really know what's happening in my life? Look, where are you, God? And the enemy will try to drive a wedge in between you and your heavenly father, he will start causing you to label your heavenly father. You don't care. You don't love me. This is not fair. You're not just. Where are you? And he wants to drive a wedge in between you and God and for you to develop bitterness in your spirit towards God. And Job said, I'm not going to allow bitterness to develop in me towards my heavenly father. I repent. And I want you to see a second thing. It's Job, you can't, you can't allow bitterness towards people to get in you. Don't allow bitterness towards people to get in you when you're going through a bad season of life. In Job chapter 42 and verse 8, let me give you the context here before I read you the scripture. This is important. Job's friends had criticized him. And at the end of the criticism, God shows up. And God is frustrated and aggravated and upset with Job's friends because they have not only criticized Job, but they've placed false criticism on God. And so God says to the three friends in Job 42 and verse 8, he says, so now take seven bulls and seven rams and go to my servant Job and sacrifice a burnt offering for yourselves. And he says this, my servant Job will pray for you. And how many of you know many of us we were like, I'm not praying for them. Look at what they've done. Look, they've even talked about my kids. They're talking about me, spitting on me. I, I'm not praying for them, but that wasn't Job's response at all. And the Bible goes on to say, this really blows me away. It says, my servant Job will pray for you, and I will accept his prayer and not deal with you according to your folly. And many of us would have said, I don't know about that one now. I want you to get those bad boys. I'm going to pray for them. You mean, God, if I pray for them, you're not going to get them? 
I want, I want, I want, I want them to, I want them to experience pain the way they've been talking about me and talking about my kids and, and making me feel worthless and, and, and putting labels on me and telling me my kids were just a bunch of dirty sinners. No, God, if I pray for them, you're telling me you're not going to deal with them according to their folly. I don't like that. I'm a little upset. I'm a little frustrated. I'm a little mad. But that wasn't Job's response at all because Job, he would not allow bitterness towards people to get in his spirit. And the Bible says two verses later, Job chapter 42 and verse 10, it says, after Job had prayed for his friends, the Lord restored his fortunes and gave him twice as much as he had before. Here's the key word, after. Come on. Everybody say with me, both locations, those joining me online, everybody say the word after. That's the key word. That's the key word. After Job had prayed for his friends. I'm not going to get bitter towards people. I'm not going to let bitterness develop in my spirit. After Job had prayed for his friends who ridiculed him, who criticized him, who criticized his kids, who said, Job, you're just worthless and you're just a sinner and you're just no good. And that's why all this has happened to you. And Job, after Job said, I'm going to pray, I pray for my friends. Then the Lord, after, then the Lord restored his fortunes and gave him twice as much as he had before. Friend, God honors us when we forgive and we pray for those who persecute us. Listen, Jesus said it like this in Luke chapter 6 and verse 27 and 28. But to you who are listening, I say, love your enemies, do good to those who hate you, bless those who curse you, pray for those who mistreat you. I submit to you today, People's Church, you are enslaved until you can pray for those who have hurt you, criticized you, and labeled you. You're enslaved. And you will hinder God from pouring out his best blessings in your life until you can pray, until you can forgive, until you can let go. And after Job had prayed, the Lord restored. Don't let bitterness towards God and towards people get in your spirit when you're going through a bad season in life. There's a fourth thing that I want you to see, a fourth thing I want you to see that's very, very critical to, to warding, warding off the attacks of the enemy, to, to, to keeping the enemy at bay in your life when bad things happen, and that is this, don't let failure get on you. Don't let failure get on you. Don't let the critics get to you. Don't let sin get around you. Don't let bitterness get in you. And don't let failure get on you. And friends, when bad things happen in life, we've all seen this happen to people. When bad things happen in life, people can develop this negative mentality. And they start living life because bad things have happened when I was a kid. Bad things happened when I was a teenager. But bad things happened to me in my 20s or my 30s or my 40s or my 50s, my 60s, my 70s. Bad, bad things happen. And so, and so, therefore, I'm a bad person. And people start walking around. You can even see it in people's countenance. You can see it how they walk and talk in their posture. I'm just a failure. I mean, horrible things have, have happened to me, and they begin to have this defeated mindset. I'm just a loser. I'm just going to be defeated in life. I can't win because I failed. This happened to me. This happened. I didn't even make my own bologna sandwich. This happened to me. And they start walking around like a, a failure and labeling themselves as a failure. And I want you to see how Job responds to this tragedy. 
I want you to see how he didn't have a victim's mindset, but a victor's mindset. The scripture says in Job 121, the very day the tragedy happened, the Bible says, and he said, naked, I came from my mother's womb and naked shall I return. He said, the Lord, this is all about the Lord. I'm focused on the Lord. He said, the Lord gave all the blessings that I had, all the ox and the cattle and the sheep, the Lord gave. All the kids and grandkids, the Lord gave. This great health I've had, the Lord, the Lord. I didn't do this on my own. The Lord gave, and he said, and the Lord has taken away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. And if you know the story, Job didn't know it at the time, but it was an attack from Satan that caused all this tragedy in his life. But in the middle of it, Job says this, blessed be the name of the Lord. I still bless the Lord. I still praise the Lord at all times and his praises still continually be on my lips. And friends, when you're going through bad times, you need to say, hey, the Lord has given and the Lord has taken away. And all I know is still blessed, blessed, blessed be the name of the Lord. He's still worthy of praise. Job said this in Job chapter 13. Oh, it gets even better. Job says in chapter 13, verse 15, though he slay me, yet will I trust him. I still trust, the, trust God in the middle of tragedy, in the middle of pain, in the middle of chaos. I'm even confused. I don't know why this is all happening, but I know God is good. And though he slay me, yet will I trust him. I still trust God. I'm still depending on God. I'm still leaning on God. I have not turned to myself. I'm not going to walk around with this defeated mentality. All I know in the middle of this horrible time in my life, I'm at the lowest point of my life. I trust the Lord. And I love what Job says in chapter 19. This sums it up for me in verse 25. Job says, I know. Come on, get the picture here. Boils on his body. Pain riveting his body. His kids are all dead. His money is all gone. And he says, I know that my Redeemer lives and that in the end, he will stand on the earth. And Job says with pain in his body, money broke, kids are all gone. And Job says, I know that my Redeemer lives. And he ends up going on and talking the next several verses. And he says, even though my flesh is rotting away, he says, I know I will see the goodness of God. I will see God with my own eyes. I know my Redeemer lives. This is a word for somebody in this church joining online at Midwest City. Life is not good. You find yourself at the bottom of the dumps. You, you find yourself going through a horrific time in life, and you need to declare with your own mouth, I'm not a failure. God is good. I know my Redeemer still lives. I trust him. I trust him. And friends, may it be said of us that when bad times happen, because it's not if, it's when, that we don't let failure get on us and we honor Jesus and we live for him and we allow those labels to be ripped off of us and allow God to minister to our soul and place his labels on our life.